So uh, I went back to a corporate job. So that's when I got a corporate job and uh, I left my property. I left the hustling and I just thought, you know what? This hustling thing is so hard. Let me just stick to a corporate job because life is much simpler there. But I started the corporate job while I was at uni or while I'm still at uni. And um, after a year, I just felt that, you know what? To be honest, this is not what I really enjoy. What I really enjoy is the hustle and just taking risk. And that's the kind of me. If I just stick to a job nine to five, same day in, same day out, same kind of story every single day. That just wasn't me. Welcome to the Spicy Chai Podcast. I'm Mara Kimthias. I host this podcast and still work a successful and fulfilling 9 to 5. My guests are content creators just a bit ahead of you. You will hear about their struggles and wins. Learn from their mistakes so that you can avoid making them. So grab a cup of Spicy Chai and let's get started. Welcome to Season 2. In this season, I'll be mixing it up and bringing a lot of fun episodes with not only one guest, but at times, two to three guests. There will also be a lot more solo episodes. So stay tuned as I will be here every two weeks on Tuesday, bringing you insights into the world of content creation. Now on to this episode. When I recorded this episode, Jutton had 70,000 TikTok followers. Today... He has over a million TikTok followers. Talk about growth. In this episode, Jutton and I talk about his experience being a creator while handling a 9 to 5, his experience with monetization on TikTok, and how he chooses to continuously invest himself and his business despite his fears. So grab a cup of spicy chai and enjoy this episode. Today, I'm honored to have a guest that I've been following religiously for the past year. At the time I started following them, they had around, I would say, 40,000 TikTok followers when, and we're talking about their journey to 1,000 YouTube subscribers. I still remember that. And today, he has around 8,000 Instagram followers, 15,000 YouTube followers, and 700,000 TikTok followers. And I recently learned that they've just reached 1 million likes. Oh, and that's not all. They run a podcast while running various side hustles. Oh, and did I mention he has a corporate job? Wow. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm flattered with that introduction because even I didn't know I was doing that many things in terms of what I'm doing at the moment. So thank you for having me on this podcast. Appreciate 100%, it. 100%. And I'm like, I know before we started recording, I even said, I'm like, I'm totally fangirling. And I want to say this on record because again, I've been following you. I've been watching you and I've been watching you grow. And I 100% know all of your story. But for the listeners, what is your story? What got you started? To be honest, it all started when... Uh, I first came across the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And um, it was a defining moment for me because the background I come from, it's just you go to school, you go to uni, you finish everything, get a corporate job, work for 40 years and then finish. And I don't know why, but since I was young, I I knew that from inside that there's no way I'm living my life like that. I never knew what was going to get me where I wanted to get. And uh, when I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad for the first time, that's when I basically started to think everything again in my life. Like, okay, the entire reality, which I have been in, in the matrix, if you want to call that, it's been completely weird and just fake, I would say, for me. So then I just started to look into property. That was my first thing I started looking to. I started to go to seminars. I done this and that. But the only problem with me during that moment was that I wasn't taking any actions. 
I was just consuming knowledge, 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 never took any actions. So that led me to basically become demotivated in a sense that because I wasn't taking any actions, I didn't get any results. And when you don't take any actions, I mean, you're not going to achieve anything at all. So there's no point. So I went back to a corporate job. So that's when I got a corporate job and I left my property. I left the hustling and I just thought, you know what, this hustling thing is so hard. Let me just stick to a corporate job because life is much simpler there. But I started the corporate job while I was at uni or while I'm still at uni. And um, after a year, I just felt that, you know what, to be honest, this is not what I really enjoy. What I really enjoy is the hustle and just taking risk. And that's the kind of me. If I just stick to a job nine to five, same day in, same day out, same kind of story every single day, that just wasn't me. And so I started my journey again trying to hustle, trying property again. And when I started property again, I came across network marketing. And I was 20 years old when I first came across network marketing. And I never knew what exactly was network marketing. And pyramid schemes, that's what people know know network marketing as. And so I got into that for a month or so. I'd done it. And um, it was a great life experience I had. It wasn't a thing I regret because because of that specific thing, it led me to these paths. So after that, I flew to Budapest with my friends and um, I left network marketing and then I flew Budapest. And after I came back, it was March 2020, the moment I flew back from Budapest to London and I was lost. I was lost in a sense. I was kind of depressed or it was the worst phase of my time. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I was just feeling so kind of like I wanted to achieve so much, but I didn't know what I really wanted to achieve. Again, I was in phase one of where I started of everything. And then I'm like, you know what? What do I really enjoy? What is the thing I love doing the most even in my spare time? And that was me talking to people, inspiring people. And that was the kind of thing I even done back in school. I kind of, I went into the self-discovery journey. So I used to watch uh, Jay Shetty. I used to uh, watch Tom, Tom Bailey, I think. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. yes, really. Founder, yeah. Yes, so I, I, I watched him and I just tried my best to discover everything. And then I came across my, I would say, the spiritual life when I started to discover the law of attraction, blah, blah, blah. But overall, I decided that, you know what, let's start TikTok. Let's start TikTok and uh, just speak to people, inspire people. Because I always wanted to do YouTube in a sense, like I, I always done YouTube when I was 14, 15. But I never took it that seriously. And then I just started making TikToks and I just started to do everything and uh, just stayed consistent, I would say. Because if I didn't stay, there were many times I didn't want to put out any videos. I just wanted to give up. But I continued and it took exactly, I think, around 10 or 11 months before everything just blew up for me in terms of TikTok. Now Instagram's blowing up, YouTube blew up. And uh, yeah, that's been my journey. I could have shortened it, but I just went too long. I went from the right start to the end. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's why I didn't interrupt you because that's what I want people to hear. People, when they go to your profile, they'll see 700,000 TikTok followers. They don't know what's happened before TikTok. They don't know what you've been through. They don't know how you had to restart. So I think it's so important for everyone to hear and listen because again, this is all part of the journey. A lot of those other real estate things, they didn't really help you get to success per your definitions, but they were all part of this that made yeah. TikTok successful. There's a few things you said there that I really wanted to touch on is you at some point went back to corporate because you thought life was simple with corporate. Yeah. You know what? So many people, they choose entrepreneurship because now it's a cool thing, right? Oh, I'm an yeah. entrepreneur and I don't want to work this hard. I just want to be my boss. So I just want you to touch on that again and how hustling is actually tougher than corporate. 
I, I've said this many times and I'm going to say it again. Being your own boss is the hardest thing you will ever do. Working for someone else. If you think working for someone else is hard, try being your own boss. Try being disciplined to wake up. Try being disciplined enough to meet the deadlines you have set for yourself. And I'm telling you, your mind is the biggest factor, biggest enemy in front of you. If you don't make it your friend, then just forget about being your own boss. Because when you hustle, when you want to do something of your own, you have to be so disciplined. And that's one of the hardest things. And people often ask me, Jatin, how do you stay motivated to do this and that? And I always tell them, I'm never motivated to do certain things. I'm just disciplined. And that's what has led me to be where I am. And I'm not where I want to be. But I'm grateful for where I am. And that was due to consistency, being disciplined and being patient. And that's just basically what led me here. 100%, 100%. Because like even someone who does a corporate job myself, you can leave your corporate job Sometimes in the evening, sometimes in the yeah. weekends, like, you know, and there are times you can't, but there are times you can. But with entrepreneurship, I don't think there's been a single second where either I'm not too hard on myself, like, oh, I should be doing more or I'm thinking of the next idea. Like there's never a disconnect. I sleep yeah. thinking about this and I wake up thinking about this. And yeah. So anyone listening to this big, big, big nugget here, do not go into this because it's cooler or less work. <laughs> it's actually way more work. Way more work. <laughs> and, and in terms of how your mental mind is always going to be working 24-7. Even like today, for example, there's a match between India and England. Oh, <laughs> God, yes. You can't yeah. in the other room. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. so there's a match, right? I've been watching the match, but while I'm watching it, in the back of my head, I, I'm just thinking of, oh, damn, I need to get this TikTok. Out. Oh, damn, I need to record mm-hmm. this YouTube video. Oh, damn, I need to do this. It's like, that's the reason why they say, like, as an entrepreneur, you're more likely to face depression and just mental exhaustion, burnouts. And that is when... Once you become a little bit experienced in the entrepreneurship field, you kind of have to balance both life of how having fun and hustling is important. And I guess now I'm in the phase of figuring out that balance because burnouts are one of the worst things I face as a hustler because I'm, <laughs> it's just me when there's a phase where I just feel like nothing's working out. My mind, maybe that was a phase which I've overcome and now I've become stronger from that phase so I can handle those phases properly. But for many people, burnouts, once you hit one, it's going to be a life experience. <laughs> 100%. And do you mind like breaking that down? How did you know, like for people who are starting off, because they don't, sometimes they like, I don't, what's a burnout? What is that? So what, what does a burnout look like for you? So for me, there's been many burnouts, but the way I define a burnout is that it comes after two or three months of constant motivation pumped up to do content. And then something just hits. Something hits in sense of maybe you're looking at the numbers and the numbers are not growing. Maybe you're looking at certain things and just nothing's working out for you. And you just don't, can't think of any ideas. You just can't express your feelings enough. And you just keep everything inside. And you just don't feel good. You just don't feel motivated enough to do something. You just feel like, you know what? This thing is not for me. Let's just leave it on the side. I'm just going to relax. And I just don't want to do anything. And you feel like crying. You feel like just, yeah, it's one of the worst feelings. I guess, I don't know if I described it well, but you will automatically know when you have burnt out, when you've used all your energy, you will know the feeling automatically without anyone having to tell you that you need to take a break. You will know that, okay, I'm going through this phase. But one important thing about burnout is that always remember when a burnout comes, it does go as well. So that's why I always say it's never like this or never like that. It will just keep going like this and you just have to keep going and keep going. So what are some of your systems to deal with that as an entrepreneur? 
the way I deal with it is most of the times I just keep going. Even though I don't want to, I just keep going. And sometimes I take a break. Like, as I said, the biggest burnout I had was this year, February, when I had to take a break from social media for 30 days. Yeah, I, I decided to take one, but I only took it for 15 days because after 15 days, I was fine. I went back to my roots of going for a walk, going just in the morning, waking up properly and just trying not to think about social media. And I guess taking small breaks is important as well. And that's why now I try and record my things and schedule everything in like within two days. So then the other three days or four days I have, I'm not really overworking myself to making sure that I need to get this done. I need to get done. I just get everything done. And then I know that for the entire week, this decisions will be done. So that's the way I kind of now deal with it. Right. And pre-planning and batching. That's pretty big. It's something I do as well. And I've heard so many people say, no, they just like winging it and all of that. And personally, I feel when you have so much going on, you can't yeah. wing it. Like you have to pre-plan and batch somewhat. So I agree. And you might be able to do it if you're doing a lot of things. You can, like, as you said, you might yeah. be able to do like recording here and there, but burnout comes quicker when you do it like that. If you pre-plan it, I guess it's just much simple. Your head isn't stressing that much every single day. It's just for the first two days of the week, I have to stress a lot to make sure I have to get this right, get the script, get this, this, and then done, done, record everything. Cool. That's done. Now I can go to my corporate job. Now I can do my uni work. Now I can do this, that, on that. But I know my videos are coming out every single day. Right. That's basically simple maths for me. I agree. And you mentioned depression there. So I just want to talk a bit about like, what is your support system when you deal with anxiety or when you deal with someone? Do you have like people you reach out to? Do you have masterminds? How does that work? I I have realized that always share with people and I can't stretch enough. I used to never share anything. But then once I reached to a stage when I was like, you know what? I'm trying to be strong when I'm not. And not, no one's strong enough to handle depression by themselves. So always reach out to someone who's close to you. I have a close friend. I just spoke to, I just spoke everything. Even though I'm a person who's always motivating others, there are times I felt that. And I guess that's what kind of made me stronger now was that sharing with others is the best way to deal with depression. It's, it's not that they will make you feel better, but once you take it out from yourself, it's just, it's relief. You are fully relieved and you just feel so much better. And I guess that's, I guess the best way I have dealt with it. There isn't something, meditation is something I do on daily basis yeah. in the morning, sometimes at night before sleeping. So I didn't do it regularly, but now for this entire year, since the start of the year, I've been doing it on a consistent basis. So that's one thing which has really helped me to just be this active for this year, especially. I really like that. And you mentioned that there were so many periods of times where you wanted to just quit. So I just kind of want to touch base on that a little bit. Like, what were some of your actual fears when you were starting? Like, what are some things that really stopped you? When I started, I guess the factor of what people will think about me was always there. It wasn't that big for me, but it was there. I know for that. When I started and when I used to get 10 people liking my videos, because I remember I started a brand new Instagram account with zero followers. And I used to have around 90 followers when you, I think, started following me or something. I think it was around that much followers. And I used to post them. And I knew most of those people were my friends, my close people. And they won't say in front of you, but some people might have in the back of their head, like, oh, look at this guy doing this and that. But I always knew that their opinions doesn't really matter to me because this is my life and I'm going to keep going. And I kept self-affirming that. And that just led me. But the biggest thing which made me want to quit in the middle was haters. As a content creator, I thought it wouldn't affect me, but I was on around 
25 to 30,000 followers on TikTok. And TikTok was a very toxic place back in the days. Right. It's not anymore for me, yeah. but it's a super toxic place because people just come there, leave a hate comment and leave. And when I first started to get few haters, I was fine. But once your video goes viral, yeah. there is a lot more haters. And you, you kind of don't know, like even though there were 100 good comments, those five hate comments will just stick in your mind and it will just keep making scenarios upon scenarios and whenever i try and think of different type of content i get those haters in my mind that okay what if these kind of people watch my videos and that was the phase when i'm like holy damn what should i do and that made me want to quit several times but after i reached around fifty thousand followers haters and me it's like my best friends now i i love when they comment on my videos i know how to deal with them especially the way i would say you should deal with them is always try and smile with them or when they hate on you, smile and laugh so much that they will burn from inside. That's that's the way I just do it. And as Gary Vee says, just show empathy and just show gratitude and happiness and they will just leave from there. And that's what I try and do. I love that. Yeah, I've actually gotten this from Gary Vee's book as well. Like every time I get a hate comment, I just literally write back so much love for you. Like so much yeah. love for you, bro. So much love for you, sis. Like, you know, it's just, it's literally, I've seen Gary Vee do that and I feel like they never respond back to that. Like it's yeah. just like the perfect, like I have so much love for you. You just gave me so much hate but I have love for you. Definitely. And that's, I guess, the best way out there because if you're going to go fight back with them, then basically there are two idiots fighting each other and no one's going to win there. Seriously. And we spoke about some, like those fears and the fact that you took action anyway. I think it's very, very important for listeners to hear that, that people have fears and they still take action. Yeah. But to ask you, what are some of the fears you're dealing with right now? Like now you have a complete different playing field right so it's like it's a bit different than when you started so just for people to listen to like what are they what is something that comes up when you get a bit bigger that's a really good question a really really good question i guess two two they're not fears but they will always be there one is thinking of the next content the next content okay what will work what will work and you're always in the cycle of okay will this work will this work will this work and so thinking of that in the back of the head is always like, okay, I've got now six, seven, eight videos over two, three million views on TikTok. Will this next video be that? Will the next video be that? And it's hard to think of the content and there are expectations. There is no expectations, but for yourself, there are certain expectations you just have to meet. So that's one kind of thing. And the second biggest one, which I often get this in my head is that I don't want to die out in terms of, there are many content creators I want to be that person who is around for 10 years from now. As in, there are, I don't know, I can't give any examples, but there has been many content creators in the past who popped off back in like 2019. But right now you don't even know them. So I just, I want to make sure that my personal brand is known even five, 10 years from now. And it's just not dead in there. Like people have to find me or something like that. That's kind of like, how do I make sure that my brand doesn't die? That's, I guess, the second fear. But other than that, I'm all Gucci. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And so like, have you, now that you're at that other stage, have you thought of like investing in a business mentor or like, are you in masterminds or is it like, I'm still rolling and I'm figuring this out with my, uh, let's say unofficial mentors. I think for now I'm just going solo, just going solo, but eventually I will need to have some type of mentors who are bigger than me in this field who can give me guidance of what to do, how to do it. And um, definitely I will need to invest more in terms of mentorships and everything. But for now, my goal is just to try and grow as much as I can by myself because I'm a solo man, even though I have an editor and everything. 
I have a good team of one or two people, but um, everything else, I'm just a solo man. So I'll try and grow as much as I can with what I can do, but the time will definitely come. And you never know, it might be soon or it might be not soon, but we'll see about that. <laughs> yes, I really like that. And that's kind of the response I usually get from people as well who are somewhere in the middle of their journey because they will kind of want to see what more they can learn, how they can just kind of continue drive solo. A um, few things I do want to touch on, a few things that you said earlier, you mentioned hate comments. Um, yeah. And we talked about that a bit, but there are, there's also another thing where you get no comments, <laughs> you know, you put like a 20 minutes or 30 minutes in a video editing and everything. And then you get no comments at all. Did you deal with that? And what do you have to say to people who, who are dealing with that currently? That's a good question as well. So I will start off with getting no comments. When I first used to put out videos, I always told myself that even if I get no likes, no comments, I'm fine. I'm just doing it because I might reach to one or two or three people. But then eventually as a content creator, your goal is to reach out to as many people as you can. So when there is no interaction with the videos, it does kind of feel like, okay, I'm putting the work. It's been good one month of me putting out content two, three months and still I'm getting no response. And when that happened with me, I guess it was my mistake. And I, I was telling myself, or it was the truth that my content wasn't good enough. And that is the truth because if I was to be in your position and you're watching my videos, will I watch my own videos? And some of those times the answer was no, because the quality, what I was saying in the video was amazing, but the way I was delivering it, it wasn't something entertaining or it wasn't something so nice for me to hear because there are other hundreds of content creators out there. Why would someone want to listen to me? So then I started to go look at other people within my niche where I was making videos and just scroll through their videos and see what works and what doesn't work and then get inspired from those videos. Because if you're going to try and recreate the reel or just go and take the video and be like, oh yeah, guys, this is this and that, no one really gives a damn about you. And that's what happened with me in the start. So when I didn't used to get any comments or this and that, it was fine. But once I started to do the things which I told myself, look at other people, what they're doing, do what works, I started to get a few followers. But then it started to become static. At one point, it was just for over five or six months, I was gaining 10, 20 followers a day. Before I used to get like 100, 200, 300 followers for one month nonstop. And I was like, damn, that's a lot. But then as you start to decline, you kind of feel like, oh, nothing's working. Why am I not like getting any followers, this and that? And that's the main moment you have to remember that be grateful for this amount of things you have. Be grateful that 20 or 100 people are liking your video. If there are no people liking it, you're definitely doing something wrong. If there are some people liking it, then it's time to be grateful. But then always remember, how can you make sure you make your videos better? You make your videos more interactive. Is it your energy? Is it the lighting? Is it the camera? Is it the angle I'm recording in? What is it? And that's kind of, I kept working on, kept working on. And now it just works. I think that's gold for people to listen to it. It's a good balance between gratitude and also being very authentic and being very real. Like, hey, maybe I'm yeah. not creating such great content. Like, I think that's where people have struggle a bit. But it's also like, hey, this is the truth. Be humble enough to accept that and learn from people who are doing well. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, gratitude is always going to be there. You have to be grateful. You You can't. Even if you're getting no one, it's fine. But you're a content creator after all. If you want to grow, if you want to reach out to more people, that's your main goal. Then you have to work on it. You need to see numbers. So even for me, before I never cared about the numbers, but once you start making videos over and over again and you start enjoying the process, 
then you want to reach out to as many people as you can. If you're not growing, be patient. You will grow. Be grateful that you have this many followers. But then at the same time, you have to make sure you're looking and you're focusing on growing and growing and growing. And you have to just know the right balance of being grateful and growing at the same time. For sure. I want to take a bit of different phase into the interview now and just kind of, when I say interview, I really mean conversation. And we've talked about your YouTube channel a bit. We've talked about TikTok. You're also doing a podcast right now. So those are yeah. multiple things that you are currently juggling along with so many different things. Why have you taken that approach? Because so many gurus out there, high profile people say, focus on one thing, do one thing, make sure you're really good and then switch. So yeah. what do you have to say about that? See, I heard that from many people as well. Like, as you said, many gurus out there say that you can't multitask, you can't do this and that. But you just have to know your personality. If you look at Gary Vee, he loves doing multiple things. Yeah. He, he can't stick to one thing. Uh, he said it himself as well. And uh, so I, when I listened to these gurus, I was like, oh, yeah, why am I just doing so many things? I'm trying to be a jack of all trades when I just can't stick on one thing. And then I started to cut down on the things I was doing. So I started to do just two things. But I wasn't getting the kick enough because I was just doing some things. And then I had so much time and I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I just sitting around? So I realized that I'm just the type of person who loves doing so many things, who loves keeping myself busy. But I guess what people don't understand is that I'm able to do all of these things and I'm able to do these many things is because I love what I'm doing. So it's just the way I work and just the way I do it. And I started to realize that not everyone's like me because when I tell my friends that I do this, this isn't that. There was like, oh, shoot, Jatin, how do you do all of these things? And in my head, then I started to think, I'm like, you know what? Not everyone can do this many things at once. And it's just a matter of who you are and how you can do certain things. So you just have to try and find out how much you can do at once. If you're a person who can just do one or two things at once, fine, stick to that. If you're a person like me who loves doing multiple things because it's fun for you, then go ahead and do that. But when you do so many things at once, burnouts will come quick. And that's the one thing I wanted to just put that out there as well. 100%. Not only burnouts, but you drop a lot more balls, as Gary Vaynerchuk says. Like for me, that happens a lot. I'm very similar to you. I need to do multiple things at one time. And that's what made me resilient enough to become okay when things don't go according to plan or like when things fall through the crack. Even though I would say I'm super organized, meta, everything. Uh, is just kind of like not judging yourself and being empathetic. Like, okay, well, I'm dealing with 214 things. If 15 of them fall, it's okay. So I totally, totally can see that. And given that you are juggling so many things, what would you say, and this is totally taken from Tim Ferriss's Tools of Titans, what will you say are the 20% things that have given you 80% of the results? I think my making videos has got me everything else what I have got right now because it was just me creating content which gave me the opportunities of monetizing it which gave me the opportunity of reaching on other brands and just getting other brands to come to me. I would kind of say just making content on TikTok has helped me to grow everywhere else. So it was like to grow my entire personal brand 20% of the entire thing I have done most on from or I would say it's from TikTok which has given me all the 80% of the results overall. So I would say content creation has been the one which has given me all the results yeah and what was your first uh, monetization opportunity from tiktok from tiktok it was actually the creator fund which i joined back last year and then i left it 
and because people were saying it affects your views and blah 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 but in reality when my friend spoke to he knows a person from tiktok and he just asked that does it really matter and she said no absolutely no not at all so around three or four weeks ago i got back into the creator fund but after the creator fund i was not making any money from tiktok at all even when i had these 70,000 followers i did not so for 10 months at all didn't get anyone reach out to me not even one person but uh after I reached uh, 100K, there's been brands now I decline because it doesn't meet the audience I want. Like, it's not something I want to promote to my audience. So it's a thing I'm super grateful for. But yeah, it, it's been a blessing for me, I would say. But uh, once I went over the 100K mark, because you can join the creator marketplace on TikTok when brands can reach out to you. But I have had brands reach out to me directly from my Instagram as well. So they messaged me on Instagram and then we work together. So it's been amazing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. So I guess like 100K is the sweet spot currently and that might change. Yeah, and also because of TikTok, the audience who went to my YouTube, once I gained 1,000 followers and 4,000 watch hours, that helped me to monetize my YouTube as well. So it allowed me to make money from YouTube while doing the things I enjoy at the same time as well. And so TikTok led me to a lot of things. So I would say TikTok is the best platform out there. Although it was very weird in the start, now I'm super grateful for it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's it's one of the best organic platforms out there. I think it's also like the one with the steepest learning curve because whatever you learn in one week, it's gone in three weeks and you have to relearn everything. So please, that's that's been my experience. In terms of clarity and next steps, we spoke about this earlier too. Like as an entrepreneur, you're constantly like, am I making the right moves? What's my next move? So how do you have that clarity on what's your next move? I I just went for the flow. I I live in the present because if I'm always thinking about the future, the future, the future. See, I always used to try and set goals. I do still set goals, but I kind of, I don't know. It's very controversial now in my mind of setting goals because I feel like when you have a goal you want to reach, Yes, it's good. You want to reach that certain goal. But two things. One, you won't be grateful for what you have right now just because you're looking at that goal. And number two, you're just constantly pressured of how, oh shit, I need to reach this goal within this time limit. Oh shit, I need to reach. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear or not, but I need to reach <laughs> I, I need to reach that goal. So it kind of gives me that pressure and I just don't like that. So in my head, I know I want to reach this number within this year but although i have it written as well it's something i'm not going to give the best advice on but it's a controversial thing in my head right now as well so i'm not really clear so again coming back to the question of how i make sure how to take the next step i just live in the present and i just try and focus on what's working try and adapt to the change because adapting to change is one of the biggest thing i learned that's what made me grow in my tiktok and i spoke about that in my YouTube video as well, which was that many people will started doing the conversation type videos. And I was just thinking in my head that, you know what, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to grow it using my way and the way I want to do it. And there were two things I was doing. I was not getting out of my comfort zone. And secondly, I was not adapting to the change. So the way I learned again, so do you know how I said that? How will I be present in 10 years time from now? How will I be popular? And the answer to that question of mine is that adapting to the change so keep adapting whoever's coming new start doing it start getting involved in it and that's the way you can kind of keep your brand going and up and up and up so that's the answer to my fear as well so i i kind of don't get that scared of that fear but yeah hope that answers the question <laughs> no it definitely does and you spoke so well about like the systems versus the goals argument right like if you have the right systems and habits 
then the goals they'll eventually happen but you're right the goal is more like okay i'll achieve this in 6 months and you know what maybe in 6 months you can take a completely different route you know i mean that happened to you maybe the goals you had for 2021 they don't even exist anymore because different things happen now you're like actually i'm going to try this so i totally agree it's the systems that matter for, at least for me people might disagree but at least for me it's systems matter more than the goal no for sure for sure and having a goal for 12 months people think 12 months is short but it's definitely so long even 30 days setting a goal for 30 days and if you can meet that goal i clap for you because even doing something for 30 days consistently to meet your goal is outstanding it's amazing but like last year we all had so many goals they were all destroyed by coronavirus who knows what's going to happen in the middle of this year so that's why i kind of say it's a controversial thing i still believe in goals i still set them I still want to achieve them. If I don't achieve them, it's fine. Have I worked enough to achieve them? Perfect. That's kind of yeah. Yes. That makes sense. And you did mention earlier that you're mostly solo, but you do have a couple of people that are helping you. So, my question is around when did you know that you needed help and who was the first person you felt that you wanted to hire? Not like name, but in terms of the position. Definitely. So, for me it was I love making content. So, what was the thing which was taking most of my time which i can delegate if you ever want to expand then you have to delegate the task or things to people which your which takes time so much of your basically watch or something so my was editing it took me 3 hours to edit 1 10 minute or something video and that's a lot of time so i'm like it doesn't matter if i have to pay i will pay and i got myself an editor around 4 months ago now so he's one person i have amazing person he's just 18 and he edits videos like a boss uh it's too quick as soon as i send it to him he gets it on time or even way before even time as well so that's one person and other people it's just me freelancing like for example fiverr is the place where i get people to sometimes design me certain things if i want to get something done uh other other than that i don't have a big team for now i don't think i need one but eventually the next person i need is a PA I would say or a virtual assistant or someone who can basically go through my emails or certain things because that takes a lot of my time and gives me a lot of mental headache uh, in terms of like okay I need to make sure I need to put this in my calendar this in my calendar like for example I have a bad habit of forgetting what I have in my calendar so this conversation I have to make sure I remember that I need to be here so I think the next person I need to invest in is definitely a PA That makes sense. And how did you get over that mindset? Cuz there's people that I speak to that they're like, you know what, until I'm making a lot of money, I don't want to invest back in my business. Like, you know, that's the whole mindset of like no, no, profit first, you know that book. So how did Justin get over that mindset? Eh, this is a question which uh, I have faced in real life or not faced, but I've gone through a phase which has kind of helped me learn this lesson in my life, which was that I got myself a kind of office where I went I don't know if you remember I got myself an office and I was just making content and everything there and um I was 2 months in and uh, I started to think holy damn I need to make this much to afford the rent for this to afford this and this and that I got the fear of damn how will I make money you probably heard this that what you focus on expands and what you focus on will happen right so that's what really happened I started thinking of how will I make money how will I make money how will I make money and I never made any money once I left that place and i came back to my roots of basically recording things from here i kind of realized that i wasn't making enough money was mainly because of the way i was thinking and so when you think about you will not make money if you think or you won't be able to pay your pa you won't be able to pay your editor you won't be able to it just the law of the universe or the law of attraction just doesn't work like that and so 
for me now, whenever I need to pay my editor or pay for my car, my monthly expenses are double of what I had before. Do I afford it? Yes, I can afford it. Will I be able to afford it every single month? 100%. I believe in myself. If you believe in yourself, the way that law of attraction of the universe works is that it will throw you money. Just make sure you believe in yourself. And yes, there can be a month or two when you don't make enough money. And that's when you need to make sure you have saved up some money from the past months or this and that, which you can pay them. And the way I evolved my mindset, coming back to your question, was that if I need to grow, I need to have someone. And there's a thing like all of us have 24 hours, but once you have another person, then you have 48 hours. Once you have another person, then you have more hours in your like your own day. You kind of basically increase the amount of hours you have. So that's when, when you hire someone, you're hiring their time. And that's how you expand if you want to expand. So that's, yeah. Yeah, that's extremely powerful. It reminded me of an Oprah video I just saw. Like she manifests a lot, right? And she was saying how you can't just manifest and think about it. You almost have to manifest and let it go. Like it's just literally the same thing you said. It's like, you know, I, I think about it and that's it. And then I put it away and I just believe she says the universe will will make it work for me. It's like you can't overthink it. You can't just be like, well, I've done this now. What now? So that that's extremely powerful. That was even like that was impactful for me to listen to as well, because I think it's important. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not easy because when you're new or when you're first time trying to hire someone, you will always get a thought of like, holy damn, how will I make sure I pay him? And you will start thinking of six months from now, you will start thinking of 12 months from now. Just don't. Believe in yourself. You will keep growing. You will keep earning more. You will keep smashing everything. And everything will work out without any problem. Just don't doubt yourself. I love that. And in terms of like, people who, who've been helping you, you mentioned the editor and the next person will be virtual assistant. But aside from that, what were some like, I would say your top three resources or top three influencers like or people that you followed that you felt really helped you along the way? That's, uh, did, did I ever watch anyone? Uh, yeah, definitely. I watch many YouTubers. There, there's an interesting part. I make videos about finance, but I never watch any finance YouTubers. It's, it's really, really interesting. But obviously I do watch them every now and then, but it's more people like, I don't know if you know KSI, he's a uh, British YouTuber. He fought Logan Paul. I don't know if you know, he's an American YouTuber. Yes. Yeah, so he fought him. And so I watch videos which are entertaining and everything. But uh, the person who really had an impact a little bit off in my life was Ali Abdul. I don't know if you watch him, but he's also a YouTuber with over 1 million followers. He's a productivity slash money slash lifestyle type YouTuber. And uh, there's many things I learned off him. So he's a must check out channel because there's a lot of things to learn from him. And just the way he kind of manages his time, I learned a lot from him, like the Newton's law. Well, he calls it the Newton's law. I don't know if it's actually the Newton's law, but simply it means that when you want to get something done, you always procrastinate. But the way you overcome that is that you tell yourself that you will do it for five minutes. Once you start doing it, you get into the momentum and then you carry on doing the task. So small tips and tricks like that, definitely one person was him. And other people, mostly influencers who influenced me was TikTokers like Poco Banks, who started, I think, a while before me. I was inspired by him to do what I'm doing right now. Then uh, people like Mark Tilbury. But I think Mark Tilbury started when I started as well. Once he became big, it was kind of like a thing for me to look up and be like, okay, I need to reach there as well one day. So those are the kind of people, but there wasn't really a specific person, except obviously the God himself, Gary Vee. (laughs) 
he was definitely one of the biggest influencer from me from the start till today. He is the only person I guess he's going to stick with me throughout my journey and I will always keep watching him. So that's one guy. Same. I think 100%, 100%. I'm just like, okay, I don't even know how I can ever repay Gary Vaynerchuk back. Like I think everything even I have done today is him. I actually like the first thing I do when I wake up is I listen to him on my Alexa. So it's like it's that voice, it's positivity. I love that. Yeah, positivity, authentic just giving so much value without expecting anything back in return nothing just go everywhere speak 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 that's it just love watching him i agree i agree and you know people mostly listening to this are people who have not either started creating content or people who are just starting and not getting a lot a lot of traction so if you could step into my shoes is there something that you would have asked yourself that i didn't that you think is important for them to listen to so one thing if i was in their shoes is that if you're already making content or if you haven't okay i'll say if you haven't started making content then ask yourself why haven't you started if you want to do that why haven't you started is it because of other people's opinion is it because you don't have the camera if you don't have the lights what is it and i will guarantee you you probably know the answer to that but you're just not starting maybe because you just want to not show your face on social media or something but i'm telling you if you want to become a content creator and if you if you have that fire in you just go for it no matter what type of camera you have just go for it and if you're a person who's already creating content but getting no kind of attraction and you're not getting any type of followers or views then i would just say look into what other people are doing and what's working for them have you made those changes if you made those changes if it's still not working then maybe look into the energy you're putting out in the videos maybe look into the lights maybe look into the way you're putting out the videos there will always be certain things you can catch and you can change and you will eventually figure out some things will work some things won't work the things which work try and do more of that and that's the way you will kind of grow with people and you will just keep going and going and i guess people will always see your authenticity so if you can be authentic just try and be authentic and uh, if you have a great personality or even if you don't people will just fall in love with your content and they will give you a drop a follow for you I love that. I agree. And today we've talked about mindsets. We've heard your journey. We've talked about law of attraction, burnout, honestly hiring people. So it's it's been amazing. So before I get into our final question, I want to ask where can people connect with you online? So, uh as you already mentioned, I'm on TikTok. It is J A T Z N A R A N. My Instagram again, the same username, J A T Z N A R A N. My YouTube is just chats j a t z these are the three social media platforms I'm most active on and so just uh, come say hello to me on Instagram hopefully I get back to your DM cuz uh, I'm very bad at DMs <laughs> working on that PA right <laughs> yeah working on that uh that's amazing awesome i guess this is my final question what is one thing you wish you knew before you started on TikTok and YouTube so one thing i i wish i knew when i started on TikTok is that and to be honest there is not one thing i expected myself to know because i was just starting off but from now going back is look at from other people's eye on your own content and see if you would watch your own content if the if the answer is no don't post it or don't don't do it for the sake of just posting a video to just show that you're consistent just don't do that and try and see in a way that you're not biased that okay yeah this sounds good to me Sometimes you may be wrong. Sometimes what you don't like might be something which will work, but uh, you just have to try and look at the video and be like, okay, this does look good, and I'll just post it. So that's kind of one thing. And uh, 
try and start investing once you start getting a few subscribers or few followers like in terms of one ring light it can make a huge difference people say using your camera is amazing and i believe that if you're an iphone yes if you have another phone i don't know <laughs> but i think samsung or iphone fine but um, later on start investing in better equipments and it will just it will help you grow i just changed from my phone to this camera for tiktok and you can see the results from where to where i went so that's the one thing i would kind of tell myself to do from the start i love that no thank you for that as i said like we've talked about mindsets laws and it's it's just so important for people to listen to when they're starting off and what it takes and what it needs and that everyone has it within themselves it's just kind of that belief that they need so if you are listening today and if there's anything that jazz has said that has inspired you please go give this uh, podcast a follow and share this because I do believe other content creators need to listen to this. And thank you so much for being here today, Jats. Again, this was a great conversation. I personally learned a lot, especially from that manifestation conversation. So thank you. Thank you for being here. No problem at all. And thank you for having me as well. And uh, I'm glad I was able to share many things with you guys and whoever's listening. Thank you for listening as well. Well, beautiful, it is my hope that this podcast has inspired you to create your own podcast. Remember, you don't have to quit your 9 to 5 to do it. And if you found value in this podcast, you're going to love my free training video on how you can get started today. DM me the word by Cichai on Instagram at maruk.m.impias and I'll send it over to you. Until then, lots of love from your favorite. You got this beautiful.